Now with the business news, here is uh, Giles Beckford just racing into the studio now, hot off the press. Uh, kia ora, Giles. Kia ora to you, Ingrid. Thank you, Atamaria. First up, uh, business chief executives and senior managers are enthusiastic about the election of the National-led coalition and they're putting a lot of faith in it to improve the fortunes of their businesses and the economy. It comes from a post-election survey of 200 company leaders and IT managers that's been commissioned by technology company Datacom. The headline numbers show nearly three-quarters believing there'll be better opportunities for growth. 93% of chief executives are confident of positive impacts on their business, and 65% expect their industry or sector will get better support. Datacom's Managing Director for New Zealand, Justin Gray, says apart from any traditional favouring of national by business, the survey seems to point to business people looking for a fresh start. Over a third of respondents um, said that uh, growth was a top priority, so that was that was the number one response with 35%. And that was followed up with staff retention and recruitment, and that's been a challenge for a number of years as we've been talking with business leaders. And then in third place was work, workplace pro- productivity. Well, the top three priorities identified in the survey was improving growth, retaining and recruiting staff and lifting productivity, while a strong majority said the government's top issue should be boosting the economy. A recent survey of the country's listed companies shows the level of investment and adoption of artificial intelligence is mostly disappointing and modest at best. Forsyth Bar, the investment house, has done an artificial intelligence survey covering about 85% of the country's listed businesses. And it shows little change from the position two years ago, with the top third moving ahead, but the rest continuing to stand still. Forsyth Bar Director Aaron Ibbotson says one in eight respondents have an, IT, uh, have an AI strategy and vision, and that's largely unchanged from two years ago. If you look at number of employees, for instance, that people report, you know, on average, our corporates are suggesting that they have maybe one person working on AI. And this is multi-billion dollar corporation. So that is too little. You know, we only have a handful of companies with more than five full-time employees engaged or working with AI. Aaron Ibbotson says just two of the largest companies in the survey are investing more than $5 million a year in AI. Well, the New Zealand dollar seems to be stuck in the narrow range as the world awaits clarity on the timing of the much-anticipated cuts to U.S. interest rates. The New Zealand dollar has been trading near two-month lows, around 61 U.S. cents, and it's a little higher than where it was trading over much of the second half of last year. And while the foreign exchange markets have priced a 50-50 chance that the U.S. Federal Reserve will cut interest rates sooner rather than later, uh, with the next update due uh, this week, BNZ senior market strategist Jason Wong says the Kiwi will rise on any U.S. dollar weakness, but is still likely to remain on the back foot. That really is a specific storage the US dollar weakening as opposed to particular strength in the New Zealand dollar. In fact, we think New Zealand dollar can be flat to probably weaker on a lot of those cross rates. Um, we do have sticky inflation pressures. I think ultimately that weak economy we have will feed through into lower inflation and we're seeing that already. And uh, another economist, uh, Nat Keel from ASB, says the New Zealand dollar is likely to end the year at around 67 US cents. Let's have a look at financial markets now. It's been a bit of a mixed bag on Wall Street. The chipmaker Intel fell heavily after a rather bleak revenue forecast, while there was U.S. economic data showing inflation sitting just below 3%, supporting that case for rate cuts sometime this year. 
The Dow Jones average gained 0.2%. The S&P 500 fell 0.1%. That brought to an end its winning streak of five days of record highs. And the Nasdaq down 0.4%. Locally, our top 50 index starts today at 11,875. It too broke a four-day winning streak, falling 15 points on Friday. The New Zealand dollar, 60.9 US cents. 92.6 Australian, 47.9 pence, 56.1 euro cents, 90.2 yen and 4.37 yuan. Brent crude oil up uh, around $1.12, that's 1.4%, $83.55 a barrel. That's a two-month high on the back of some uh, enthusiasm of uh, global growth prospects, in particular in China. And gold down a dollar at uh, 2,018 US dollars an ounce. Looking ahead to this week's business agenda, well, it's Auckland Anniversary Day, so expect a reasonably muted uh, day on financial markets. For the rest of the week, key interest in the speech by the Reserve Bank's chief economist, Paul Conway, which is tomorrow morning. It's about post-COVID monetary policy developments. It will be keenly scrutinised for any signs about what the RBNZ is thinking on future rates policy, remembering its next monetary statement is at the end of next month. Economic releases this week, overseas trade, ANZ has business and consumer confidence surveys. The corporate calendar is a bit bare, but don't be surprised if there's not an update or two on trading and earnings forecast the so-called confession season before we get to earnings reports in about three weeks. And overseas, it's a big week in the US. There's the Federal Reserve meeting, as we've just mentioned. There's job numbers, too, at the end of the week. And there's a host of company earnings reports from some of the big tech and industrial stocks. I'll update those numbers for you at around half past eight.